This is Science Friday. I'm John Dankosky. Doctors, scientists, and lawmakers are debating how to approach the use of race in medical care. Some of the ways it's used in medicine is based on a big assumption that bodies of different races work differently on some sort of fundamental level. Ray Ellen Bichelle and Kara Anthony are reporters with Kaiser Health News who've been covering this. Welcome both of you to Science Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Your story says that a patient's race shows up all over the place, like in the opening line of a doctor's notes or describing who a patient is, but also in places that are less obvious, like algorithms that are used to estimate how well your lungs or kidneys are working. So how did we get here with race being such a big part of medicine? Some of it is just outdated science, but also healthcare. it reflects our culture. And race is a big part of our culture and has been for a long time. Dr. Amaka Inaya is a kidney doctor with Fresenius Medical Care, and she really traced the history of how race settled into medicine as this biological concept. She and her colleagues say that um, race can be a helpful concept when used in the right way. So like how it can help identify whether um, certain groups of people are experiencing racism and subsequently getting different treatment. But that said, race does not tell you how somebody's body works uh, on a fundamental level. Here's Dr. Ananya. History is being written right now that this is not the right thing to do and that the path forward is to use race responsibly and not to do it in the way that we've been doing it in the past. Hmm. Researchers have found that race gets confused with biology in all sorts of specialties, from bones to hearts to lungs. And for more than a year, we've been looking into kidney disease. So why are you focusing on kidney disease? Well, there are a ton of equations in this specialty that involve race. There's They're called race adjustments or corrections sometimes. And people in this field have been talking a lot about them lately. Just to give you one example, um, one equation that really stuck out to us, it tries to estimate how long transplanted kidneys would last. So it basically asks the question, how good are these kidneys going to be? And the equation downgrades kidneys coming from a black person um, as if being black was a condition. And on top of that, as if it was a condition more dangerous than diabetes. So one person who says this kind of thinking makes absolutely no sense is Dr. Vanessa Grubbs. And she's a kidney doctor with the University of California, San Francisco. If you had two harvested kidneys, one from a black person, one from a white person just laying on a table, you would see no difference. And there is no gene that you can test for race. There just simply is not. Grubbs is one of many doctors who's been really vocal about this issue, and there's a really important reason for that. There are stark racial disparities, like how Black Americans are more than twice as likely than white Americans to have their kidneys fail badly enough that they need a transplant. But Black people are also less likely to get a transplant, especially from a living donor, which is really considered best for survival. So there's a nuanced distinction here, but the message that experts in the field really want to get out is that racial disparities in health do not reflect differences in biology. So what they can reflect is a group of people's exposure to racism or a group of people's generational lack of access to stable housing, nutritious food, which can have this domino effect on health. What they're saying is that you wouldn't look at gender pay gaps and assume one gender is fundamentally more capable of hard work. Rather, those show you more who tends to get the opportunities. So, so let's talk about why this misperception that race equals biology is is a problem. Can that misperception actually harm patients? Well, for some people, it, it can delay them getting the right treatment or getting the right diagnosis. That matters because kidney disease can really affect your life. 
um, until they can get a transplant. A lot of people have to spend hours each week doing dialysis. And typically that means going to a dialysis center um, to get your blood cleaned. It can take hours each time and you do it multiple times a week. Um, all of that can make it really hard to work a regular schedule. It can affect energy levels. It can limit your ability to travel. COVID made it pretty scary too. Um, so this is a condition that can really define what a person can do. Now, in our story, we focused on one case to just figure out where race came up. Yeah, the patient we followed, his name is Alfonso Herod. He's from St. Louis and found out that he had kidney disease about five years ago and needed a transplant. Amazingly, his former boss, her name is Pat Holterman-Homas, she wanted to donate one of her kidneys. We followed along to figure out where race came up in their case. Alfonso is black and Pat is white. I called Alfonso the day that he found out that Pat was a match. Hey, Carol, how you doing? I heard it's a good day for you. It's a phenomenal day. When Alfonso heard the news, he purchased a thank you gift for Pat. Fresh flowers for the person who would give him a fresh start in life. Except he left them laying around. His wife, Natasha, says she found them first. I walked in and I saw the flowers on the counter. And I said, oh, this is nice. I said, who are these for? You know, trying to be coy. And he said, those are for Pat. I said, oh, they're not for me. He said, no, you didn't give me a kidney. <laughs> Pet did finally get those flowers when she saw Alfonso and his wife in person. Pulling up, you're like, they're here. <laughs> I know, I was so excited. I haven't seen Al except on Zoom um, for a couple of years, so it was great to see him. Race was on their minds when they sat down to talk about the surgery. I wondered if our racial difference, the fact that Al's black and I'm white, would be a would be a barrier. Natasha wondered too. I did. I looked it up to see with her not being a family member and then being of a different race, if that would have an impact. Race comes up a lot in life, way beyond healthcare, on job applications, in school, when you apply for a loan. Alfonso says when he sees that race box that he's supposed to check, he's not always sure why it's there. And it irks him. If I'm trying to get treatment for kidney failure, why does it matter whether I'm black or white, you know, or Hispanic, you know? He wouldn't mind sharing that information if he understood why doctors were asking about his race. But that's never explained, you know, so I leave it blank sometimes when I feel rebellious. Alfonso wants his doctors to see more than his race. I serve as a big brother. I serve as a little brother. Uh, I serve as a listener and sometimes as a talker. And now when he's talking with his doctors, he isn't afraid to ask about race. Just keep your eyes open, ask questions, and inquire, you know, just inquire about things. And John, I actually tried that myself. I'm a Black woman, and I brought up race and kidney disease testing with my own doctor. Because in our reporting, we heard that it can be really useful for patients to do just that, to ask how race is being used in their care. My doctor was a little surprised, but we ended up having a really good conversation, and that appointment changed the way we talked to each other. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to have that conversation. Um, let's get back to Alfonso and Pat. So where did race show up in their case as they were on the way to this kidney transplant? Well, one place that really stood out to us was this info packet um, that the hospital gave to Pat when she was just starting out trying to qualify as a donor. Um, and this packet said people with high blood pressure who are black can't donate. But it also said people with high blood pressure who are white could potentially donate with extra testing. 
What we've learned is that that kind of race-based distinction um, is just not scientifically sound. It's kind of like if you said, okay, people of a certain religion with high blood pressure can't donate, but people with this other religion could. And all of this is important because getting a transplant from a living donor, as Kara said, gives someone the best chance of surviving. And using race without a biological basis as a reason to exclude donors could decrease the pool of people that are available to donate a living organ. If you take this one step further, that's a problem because as long as race is used as a stand-in for someone's ancestry or genetics, then the line between protecting and excluding certain groups will be fuzzy. So what do experts say about how race should actually be used in medicine? Yeah, we talked to Dr. Lisa McElroy, who is a surgeon at um, Duke University who performs kidney transplants there. This is how she thinks about race in her practice. When I see a Black patient in clinic, I don't ignore the fact that they're Black. I might spend a little bit extra time in the room emphasizing the importance of living donation. Just like how she might spend more time with a Spanish-speaking patient, making sure they know how to access a translator. And she says the goal here is not to ignore the social determinants of health, like race. It's to help patients overcome the obstacles that can keep them from getting good care. Hmm. But before I let you go, I have to ask, how are Pat and Al doing? They're both doing great. I check in with them all the time, and the road to recovery has been really smooth for both of them. That, that's really good to hear. I, I want to thank you both for bringing us this story. Kara Anthony and Ray Ellen Bichelle are reporters with Kaiser Health News. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And if you want to read their full story on this topic, you can head to our website. It's sciencefriday.com slash race in medicine. 